The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company here from the star in Frisco as we continue to break down the Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants week three of the NFL season. Patrick Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us as we are here over the next 45 minutes and we're previewing the Cowboys offense. Can they get off the ground for really the second time, I guess? Maybe you could throw the first half against Cincy as getting off the ground. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Second time this year, get off the ground as we look at this Giants defense as well. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing fantastic. I'm good. Sure. Your mic not working over Uh there. Do we need a beamer save? I'll turn off the Bluetooth, but it's still CB, can you come in hot for us? Uh, CB's about to come flying in, in here huh? to get this that fixed up. That little uh, cough twist by your leg, make sure you hit that. Is it I'm green or is it red? <laughs> yeah, it's, there it is. Okay. Hello. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Hello. Beam, the irony of our conversation. Irony. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, good. Everybody's doing good. Yeah, it's, we're going to be on our best behavior for you today. Thank goodness. Is that right? I think so. I make, I, I'm, I'm going to no, try. I make no promise. I kind of <laughs> hope you're not. These last two episodes <laughs> have been some of the most off the wall, but also still really, really fun. Uh, should we tell the story about our talent coach, Jerry Madelon, chiming in to yeah, this whole situation? Absolutely. Yes. I was going to leave that up to you. Yeah, go for it. No, you do it. You want me to do it? So I, I'm sitting story. at home. I'm sitting at home. I'm actually having conversations about we're, we're planning some stuff around the wedding last night. And I get this email. Da-ding! Pops up. And... I'm, it's my email, and I, I look at it, and it's from Jerry Madelon. Jerry's a, a, a friend of the show. He coaches all of us, and we've got all these these relationships with him to where he can kind of critique us on different videos. And he usually takes specific clips out of all of the content that DallasCowboys.com creates. He takes little snippets, and then he'll critique it on a video where he's on like he's on like FaceTime is what it looks like. He's got a screen to the side, and. I look at it, and it's only 45 seconds long. And then the group text of these four guys in Beam starts blowing up <laughs> because they all got the same email. Mm. And it's just Jerry Madelon reacting to the uh, the lollipop situation Reaction at the video. end of the Tuesday episode. I've got the photo if anybody wants to yeah. see it on my yeah. lunch. Yeah, throw it up this there. This is Jerry reacting. Classic. Yes. Class. Let's throw up. Yeah, there you go. That's There's it. Jerry. There's Jerry. Shouts out to Jerry. Oh, so Fantastic. That was his critique of you right there. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was complete, almost anything. completely he nonverbal. Just, it was yeah. nonverbal, 95% of it. And then he gave me a thumbs up at the end and just kind of a little smirk. And that was about it. And he's so. never short of words. That's what made it so funny. Oh, <laughs> he never short of speechless. Words. He's a freaking legend left when it comes to his profession. <laughs> and he talks and oh. he gets his points out and he, he he's gone. He's on to the next mission. Kyle left him speechless. He didn't have anything to say. Kyle left him speechless. Plus you on the floor. That oh, <laughs> coup de gras. Like he's half in the chair, half out of the chair. <laughs> coup de gras. He, he said that his favorite part about it was the 
oh god yeah the oh god is oh what god. sent him the oh god double down with the golly it was over <laughs> it was over for me it was the golly that's when you really knew it was oh, just, man. the funny part is he's gonna be doing a conference somewhere across the country he's gonna use <laughs> that clip yes yes <laughs> he's gonna put it in his powerpoint it's powerpoint it's like this oh. is uh, guys this is how not to save yourself i call oh. this the lollipop segment from <laughs> dallascowboys.com this is how you just roll with the punches oh man just go with if it. you haven't seen the clip go. just go to the tuesday episode of talking cowboys and go all the way Fantastic. to the back it's the very end of the episode isaiah also <laughs> clipped it on his twitter at i am stand back mm. so all right, before we get into it, let's get into news and notes. Rob, what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys here in the last couple days? Cowboys are back to practice, back to a normal practice today. Uh, they, they had a more of a self-scout type of workout yesterday because of the extra day. And so we'll see. We'll keep an eye on some certain guys. We'll keep an eye on Michael Gallup, who's supposed to have full practice all week. That's the goal. Try to get him ready for this game. They'll make a decision Sunday, probably. Same with Jason Peters as well. So Isaiah fist bump. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. I don't know if it would be left guard like you want. We'll no, see. It's going to be. Uh, and just a couple quick notes because we're going to break down the Giants again. Mm-hmm. Giants are 2-0 and for the first time since 2016. And one connection that maybe people forgot about, Cooper Rush was a New York Giants quarterback and a Dallas Cowboys quarterback in 2020. He was let go by the Cowboys when they got Andy Dalton. Mm. He was signed back to the practice squad after Dak and Dalton got hurt that year. And uh, the rest is history. Now he's set to make his third start of his career against his former team. It sounds significant because it is against a former team, quote-unquote, because he never made the active roster there, right? He was practice squad. Practice squad the whole time. Yeah, under Garrett. So, Isaiah, from a quarterback standpoint, is there – is there a lingering thought about Cooper Rush in the Giants organization, or do they they don't even have a clue? No, they, that's a whole new regime over there. They're not concerned about Cooper Rush, the Giant. They're more so more so concerned about what Cooper Rush can and cannot do coming up against them this weekend or yeah. Monday. That's weird. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean. I don't know. I feel like it's a situation where you're right. I mean, he wasn't there long enough to really, you know, become the Cowboys Manchurian candidate or anything. Um, But I'm sure he picked up on a couple of nuances that maybe he can. But it's not him being on the practice squad for, you know, a short period of time in New York is not going to impact this game in one way or the other. Honestly, any more, in my opinion, than Jalen Smith and his inside intel would be able to impact the game in one way or another because the majority of Jalen Smith's career in Dallas was under Jason Garrett in that regime. regime. Yeah. So, you know, no. I mean, it's it's fun little story headlines, but when it's time to play ball, none of that's going to have an impact. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's more. It's more of uh, who you know. It's just right. like in in right. the business world. It's it's who you know. I mean, he he let got let go. He knows Jason Garrett. He got an opportunity with the Giants. Cowboys were in a, in a jam in 2020, and they brought him back because of his experience in this offense. And here he is. Because of his experience, he's held on to this backup job for a long time. And he did something with it last week, and they need him to continue to do that. Revenge game for Cooper Rush. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Maybe so. <laughs> it's bulletin board material. Revenge game for Let's Cooper make Rush. It happen. Uh, I like it. Uh, Cooper Rush did what he needed to do last week to get you a win, to put your offense in an opportunity or with an opportunity to get the dub. And put up 20 points in a 2017 win over Cincinnati. 
This week he may have some more weapons to work with as there's a potential that Michael Gallup could be back in the fold, Rob, here. Mike McCarthy saying earlier in the week that he's expected to get a full workload. He's going to get a full set of snaps in practice. If you were to put it out there for Cowboys Nation, do you think Michael Gallup plays on Monday? If he has a full week of practice and there's no setbacks like McCarthy said last week when he progressed to 7-on-7 and he had good soreness the next day and there wasn't any problems with the extra work, then, yeah, I think he has a great chance to be active. Uh, But, again, they want to see how it goes because he's only had – what no see one one padded practice one padded practice since he's come back to practice so that's always to me that's been the goal can he go through a full week of normal practice and feel good and then and then they'll talk about it I'm, I'm right there with Rob uh, no setbacks I say absolutely he's in uh, I mean what better time to bring him back than Monday Night Football against the New York Giants when you're trying to you know jump up to the number one seat in the division mm. after a horrible Week One start so. Barring any setbacks this week in practice for Michael Gallup, I fully expect that he would be on the field. And and Mike McCarthy said yesterday, he kind of intimated directly, uh, that not only was Jason Peters a part of the Dennis Houston conversation um, ahead of waving Dennis Houston, but so was Michael Gallup. And another guy to keep an eye on in practice this week is Jalen Tobert. Will Jalen Tobert take snaps with the first team this week? If he starts taking snap with snaps with the first team, then you could be looking at a situation where you have an active Jalen Tobert and Michael Gallup likely back in the mix. CeeDee Lamb bounced back very well. Noah Brown, uh, this receiving core going into New York would look precipitously different than it mm. did in the regular season opener. That's beam. I think whenever Patrick uses a big word like that, that's where you need to hit that, <laughs> that, that Mario coin. <laughs> Ding! Or science. Or science. Yeah, science. science. Yeah, I like that one too. Science. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah, when you're looking at yes, Michael science. Gallup, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you're looking at Michael Gallup and and what he could bring to the table, we saw it two weeks ago with Chris Godwin. Very similar injury, similar timeline. He came back, played, forced him maybe back a little quick into a big role. He played well up until he got hurt again. What is your worry with Michael Gallup, not only from a production standpoint, but from a health standpoint, if you put him back into the fold a little too quickly? Exactly what you saw with Godwin. Yeah. I know they're saying it's a hamstring. It very may, may, may well be a hamstring, but you know, there's there's other injuries that simply always prevail and always always pop up whenever you're you're trying to avoid injuring something that is already pre existing. So hamstrings, you know, uh, growings, you know, compensation happens. So I think getting these full speed, full padded reps, you know, when, when you hear, when you hear full pads, that usually only affects the offensive defensive line and the linebacks, really the front seven guys. Okay? Guys who are having contact exactly. every play. So Gallup's reps really aren't impacted that drastically in terms of him full padded or not. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, even because if they're not in full pads, they're probably wearing shells. And when you're wearing shells, that's pretty much full pads as a receiver. So mm-hmm. they, I used to hate that as a receiver when I was playing receiver for the Cowboys. Hey, we're only in shells today. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't have to only. Wear, I don't have to wear tight pants today. That's all that means. <laughs> uh, but so my, my fear for him is exactly that. I don't want him to get re-injured. Also, even though he's in these full padded practices, even though he's getting full reps in practice, it's not the game. It's not. And as his teammates, you love him, you respect him, and you're not going to play him as hard as you would play somebody else in the game. So is he really getting full reps? Nah. 
He's not getting the reps that he would get on a Monday or a senior Monday night. So you have to take that into consideration, too, because you don't want to be the guy in practice that puts your hand on him a little bit too hard and he gets hurt. Mm. You don't want to be that guy. Right. right? So everybody's right. playing him with a little bit of tentativeness, right? They're like, ah, okay, I'm going to play him, but I'm not going to give him that work like right. I would somebody else. So you have to take that into consideration. It's not I – would, I would like to see him have another – week of practice so that it puts it totally out of his mind. Right now we're sitting here questioning, can he, will he, and he might have them saying questions too. Okay, this is only my second pad of practice. Give him another week. Give him another week, and and I know you would like to have him back for Monday night, but give him that confidence and know you're good, right? Put it out your mind about the what-ifs, the maybes. You are good, and you need to feel that going into a game. So if he is active, with that being said, on Monday night, and they, they do it anyways, he's back, he's on the roster, and he's going to play – what sort of workload would you be comfortable mm. with? Because he, that's the reality. Is, is yeah. At some point, he's going to be active for the first time. It's either this week or next week he yeah. will be active. Sure. And it, that's at least the signs pointing Thanks. to that without a setback. If he is active for the first time this week, if you feel like that and it's the can, I, can he, yeah. will he, do you feel comfortable with a full workload or half a workload or even less than that? I'll put him on a third. Okay. I'll put, I'm, I'm sure he'll play this week. Sure. I mean, let's just let's just anticipate that he's going to have a healthy week. He'll play. He'll mm-hmm. play Monday. Uh, I would like to see him twenty plays or less, and I would like to see him on about half and half on pass and run. Get him in there. Let him get his feet wet. Don't just throw him in there and say, "All right, run his go route." <laughs> like don't, yeah, don't, don't just don't, don't take just, the top off. Yeah, go. Yeah, don't do and, that. I, and I know they wouldn't do that yeah, anyways. Do that. But like, let him get broken in. He yeah. didn't have a preseason. He barely had any practice. Let him get in there and, and get confident again because I don't care how great of a player you are. We've seen it with Odell Beckham. He came back off the knee and absolutely started balling, but guess what? He still had to work up to right, it. Right. right. So you're human. You need to build confidence. You need to have confidence in something that is a major injury then to put it out of your mind and say, hey, I got hit. Right. I was able to cut. I was able to accelerate. Now going into the next game, all right, I'm good. I, I agree with Isaiah on uh, on the 33% on the third. Um, I would actually be even more comfortable probably dialing it down a bit to maybe 25 to 30%. Um, I think pitch count is going to be huge in helping him acclimate. Uh, I, I do agree with Kyle's point in that you're going to have to put him out there eventually, mm-hmm. right? This this is the reacclimation process. Yeah. He has to get out there. He has to get the game reps. He has to see the game speed again. He has to be touched up by opposing defensive backs. That's this, how you get those reps Isaiah that, was just talking right, about. Right, that's how you get those reps. And then they'll be more impactful because they're in the game and not against guys who don't want to be the guy that re-injures him. And now you're <laughs> if you're that guy, you're looking for a new team next week. Right. <laughs> um, so I think it, I'm completely comfortable with a third. I'd probably dial it, dial it down just a little bit because keep in mind, the fact that he's on the field – to a degree, to a large degree, also makes him a decoy as well because he has to be accounted for. This is a former 1,000-yard receiver that can take the top off of a defense that does play violent football. If you're the Giants, you don't know if this is the particular play that he has to go route on. You don't know if this is the particular play that he's simply the decoy for CeeDee Lamb and uh, Noah Brown, and then we'll see if Tobert is active and maybe Jalen Tobert as well. Um, but I think if you're the Cowboys, that's the recipe for success as far as reacclimating Michael Gallup. I, again, barring a setback, I would expect to see him on the field, especially with this extra day, for, you know, going into Monday Night Football. But pitch count will be key uh, in helping to make sure there is no re-injury because if you look at a Chris Godwin, for example, hamstring injury, people say, oh, well, the hamstring is not the knee. It is, in fact, connected. So when you are coming off of injuries, you have other muscle groups that are nearby that overcompensate 
or you might mentally overcompensate for it, and now you end up with a hamstring or a calf injury or something like that. So careful, but I think the Cowboys, you know, they have uh, arguably the best trainer in the league and, and Britt Brown, best medical staff. I think they'll, they'll make sure that Gallup is in as safe a position as possible while getting him reacclimated. Is he the, the be-all, end-all solve here, Rob? Because I, I feel like Cowboys Nation, and for good reason, they have high expectations yeah. on Michael Gallup. He's supposed to be the number two guy again, and he's supposed to come in and take the top off of the defense. Maybe not in week one, but at some point. That's what he's expected to do. Is he going to solve the problems of separation and add some more weaponry to this offense enough to where they're back to a legitimate workload, a, a, a legitimate height that you would expect him to be? I think eventually he can be, but I'm, yeah. I'm with I'm with the guys because I've been saying I, I don't think he's 60 plays right off the bat. He may yeah. surprise me. I mean, uh, Chris Godwin was kind of on pace for a, mostly a full slate against the Cowboys before he hurt his hamstring and, yeah. before <laughs> halftime. So maybe, yeah, but maybe you learn from that. You look at that and say, oh, let's not, not do that. I, yeah. I, th- I think it's going to take some time. I, I think about this like he got hurt I want to say January 2nd against Arizona so they had a practice the day before that game so he's had he will have had now two padded practices <laughs> since Jan 1 <clears throat> not saying he can't go in and play but that that's why we're talking about like let's yeah give him a package of plays let's ease him in right. that's why Noah Brown stepping up is so big because Noah Brown is still going to have a role Going forward, I think for the next few weeks, a big role to try to step up and be that whatever you want to call it, number two, number three option on this offense. Basically, temper your expectations because that's exactly what it should be coming out of an injury. It's not going to be a fix everything. If he plays 20 snaps on Monday, that's great. If he has two receptions on Monday, that's even better. If he has even one reception on Monday, it's okay. Right. It's going to take some time 100%. to get him back into the fold and get him back to the Michael Gallup you want him to be because when he's full strength, he will open this offense up. Whether it's Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott at quarterback, doesn't matter. It's going to happen at some point. Now, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, I want to hit the offensive line. We saw some improvement from Tyler Smith and Matt Farniak in Week 2 as opposed to Week 1, but is it still enough for the Cowboys against the Giants front seven when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. 
It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Join former NFL players for our first game day minicamp presented by Invisalign. Drop the kids off at Ford Center on October 2nd from 1130 to 330 while you watch the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant in the Star District. To register for your football camp, visit DallasCowboys.com slash academy. That's coming up on October 2nd. I actually peeked out there yesterday for the Sounds of the Star Pretty cool little setup out there. Yeah. Yeah. I had my cowboy boots on. I had the hat. And I just kind of just hung out there for a little bit. I didn't actually have the I was cowboy say, boots. say, when did you hat. make a wardrobe change? Yeah. You were wearing a t shirt yesterday. Yeah. I, had, I was a polo, but well, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think the the game day mini camp, that sounds like a lot of fun. Isaiah, are you doing anything with that? Nope. No. Nope. Nobody's Oh, here it's about a game it. day. You're going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here with some guy named Kyle. Yeah. We're doing a pretty Work to be doing something. Yeah. So. Unfortunate. If you guys haven't, matter of fact, here, we're going to use it. If y'all are not tuning in to the pregame show, mm. y'all need to tune in an hour before every game. Mm. We're here at DallasCowboys.com, and y'all, we turn up. Tell the people. Myself, KY, Barry Church, Nate Newton. Why are you staring at me? You know what I'm saying? We, we, <laughs> hey, you, right. Did you watch the pregame Rob, show this week, Pat? Rob and I are kind of doing some things. <laughs> we're, we're, we're pregaming uh, in the press box. Yeah. He, he, ladies and gentlemen, He's yeah. talking to you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> y'all have not been tuning in. Y'all need to tune in. Pop it on your on the website, go on YouTube, whatever it is. Y'all need to tune in. We're giving y'all all the insight. We're trying to give y'all a little bit of foresight. Okay, Miss Cleo, call me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. No, he's like, we're pre-gaming in the, in the press in box. The press it box. makes me sound like, oh, what kind of pre-gaming <laughs> you guys are doing? Yeah, well, that cup again? I got my red solo yeah, cup. What's, 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 up? what's up? Double cup. What's in Double the cup? Double Rob. cup. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, tune in pregame live. It, it really is a, a cool show. We've we've done it up big the last couple of years. This is our third year together doing that show. Best show on TV, and it's 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 up there. I, I would put it up there next to any other I would too. show. I would too. I would. If y'all want to go head to head, wait one shot. Hey, mm. Sunday NFL on Fox. Okay, FS1. All right, mm-hmm. ESPN. All mm-hmm. y'all want to mm-hmm. take us on NFL Network? Come see about your boy. He said what he said. He said what he, he said. He didn't stutter. Watch this. Did he yeah. stutter? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what Aaron Judge has been doing the last year. Mm. Watch this. Yeah, he did say that. Half a, half a billion. Did he hit 61 last night or no? No, he didn't walk yeah, him. He's at 60. Half a he hit a walk-off? No, they walked him. Oh, they walked him. Half a billion. But you know the Braves are still your World Series champs until further notice. So yeah, let's not lose sight Seattle of that. Mariners, baby. Let's freaking go. Let's go, Mets. Let's freaking Mariners. Let's go. <laughs> but who, who's the go. reigning World Series? Oh, you, you better care. Talk about past tense? Running it back. Past tense? Maybe. It's until further notice. You know how this works. You know how this you works. You know what? If you want it, come, come get, get it. it. Before the end. Okay. <laughs> this is a football show. We will talk about baseball at some point along the way. You know what state in the U.S. does not have a Major League Baseball team? Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a college football team that was Tulsa, in Tulsa. 
That Tulsa rookie is now the left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm that's stretching this out. That is that's as hard segue. as I can. <laughs> that's a segue. That deserves a big lollipop sticker. Oh. Oh, um, all right. So, <laughs> yes, Tyler science. Smith. Science, Kyle. Science. <laughs> Tyler Smith, game two looks much better than game one. Thanks. Uh, left tackle looks like it's a more comfortable position yep. for him yep. than left guard. We've talked about this a couple times with Isaiah and Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention Peters here just yet because we don't know what his status is. We can't. Talk about it again for the second straight day when we don't really know what's going on with with Peters. We can maybe talk about it tomorrow if we learn more today. However, it, are they doing enough with Matt Farniak and, and Tyler Biotish? What has been your your thought process around the offensive line to this point? I think they're surviving. Okay. That's, that's what I feel like. I feel like they're surviving. Coach Philbin is doing a good job of putting guys in there to exist. And that's all he can do right now until reinforcements come. And I, and I know we can't talk about Peters, but Peters is the reinforcement. Um, you know, you're blessed to have um, somebody that you drafted in the first round in Tyler Smith and be able to bump him out to his natural position. That is a blessing, right? Um, you didn't plan on doing it that early, but guess what? There he is. Um, now you have somebody, your your back, your, your starter at the left guard position got hurt. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So now you're in a position where your backup, oh, sorry, your backup had to go to left tackle. Um, and now your third string is in there fighting for his life like you would expect any third stringer to do on the front line. That's the situation that the Dallas Cowboys are in. Help is on the way. But we can't talk about that. Well, I, I mean, and one of the main reasons we can't talk about it yet is because we don't know about it yet. So we'll, yeah, we'll see as sure. these next couple practices go along. But, you know, drawing that that glowing red circle around Tyler Smith, uh, not only does he look more comfortable at left tackle, he, his ascension, like he improved so much over week one, which was already a very good week for him. Yeah. It should begin scaring opposing teams that you you can't treat this this guy like a rookie. Like you have to walk in and assume that he's one of the best left tackles in the league. And we're not saying he's quite there yet, but you have to start giving him that respect because he's really pushing guys around. And some of these edge rushers, I mean, you interior guys as well. We saw what he did with Vita Vea, right? Mm-hmm. Completely stood Vita Vea up and it looked like they were having a conversation about curly fries. I mean, Vea's trying to get to Dak Prescott in week one and Tyler Smith was like, I didn't approve such an action. So, I, I love where Tyler Smith is going, which is one of the main reasons that I say, and I know that uh, Isaiah and you guys are with me on this, do not slide him back inside at left guard. Continue to let him develop and improve at the left tackle, and then you figure out the left guard however you need to figure it out, Jason Peters, et cetera, et cetera. But I think what's going to what potentially might work in in the favor of you know you whether you deem it a surviving situation right now for them or not. Leonard Williams, he's dealing with an MCL issue. He's day to day. Is he going to be able to go on Monday night? Is he not? He's second most on the team in the Giants right now in sacks, six and a half, um, behind only Aziz Ojari. If he's not able to go, or if he's hobbled on Monday, that's only going to help the Cowboys' offensive line as well. I like what you had to say there about you have to respect Tyler Smith. You're not you're not comparing him to the best not, left tackles in the I'm league. It, some people may listen to it and think that you just made that comparison. That's Even not though the case. I literally said, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. But I, I agree with you. Strength wise, my God, he is really, really, really strong, and A you can dude. see that. Like he he standing up Vita Vea just only told us, okay, what you've seen in practice. Is right. This dude is mega strong. Yeah. 
his foundation is what you're trying to work on, his footwork, his his fundamentals. That's where you're trying to get to it. And if he puts all that together, he could be a left tackle in this league for a long time. Yeah, I think the Cowboys think he will be. Kellen Moore talked about like his and Mike always talks about play style. Like they'd love his play style. He's nasty. He he likes to use his power and his strength. Uh, but you know, Isaiah referenced surviving and you know Farniak is 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 just battling in there and yeah. and at some point you know it's going to be Connor McGovern or it's going to be Tyler inside or maybe maybe Jason Peters inside but for now they're trying to hold the fort with him and I you know Mike thought he was better week two than week one at left guard and he had a tough tough challenge against DJ Reader inside oh, yeah. I mean that you go back and watch that there were some tough plays and and you mentioned no see Leonard Williams maybe not being available for this game, but Dexter Lawrence will be, and a True. big, massive nose tackle inside that's going to make things difficult on the on the interior of the Cowboys line. That's something to watch too. And one thing Mike referenced was some of the post snap movement, you know, some of the stunts and things they're doing to try to throw off the young left side of the line, Tyler Farniak. Like that's that's going to continue until they show they can handle it on a consistent basis. So look, and especially with with Wink. The DC for the Giants. He throws all kinds of funky <laughs> stuff in the front seven and front well, line. Mr. So, Martin deal. Yeah, I mean, he's great at it. He's known for it, and and scheme wise, they're doing some cool stuff. Is that what you're looking at, Isaiah, when you watch the film? Yeah, not not a whole lot of it though. Surprisingly, so far. Like, yeah, yeah, for so far. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> what he's capable. Yeah. What he's Maybe capable a little of different this week. Yeah. Totally yeah. different, yeah. <laughs> right? But with, in terms of what they put on film, it's been very simplified. Like I feel like offensively and defensively, they are just coming out and just. Hey, this is what we're running. Like, don't Stop make it. Yeah, just don't make any mistakes. Everybody needs to know their assignments. I really think they're just trying to get off to a really good start, and they're doing it by just slow rolling their system offensively and defensively. I don't think that they're trying to do anything exceptional, nothing crazy. They're not trying to confuse their players. We talked about the offense yesterday and how they're just running basic fundamental concepts from different formations and personnels and just making it look different. But for them, they're confident because I'm doing the same route every time, right? I run this route this time. I run this route this time. It looks different because I'm from a different location. All right, sweet. That makes it so that you can play fast and play efficient on offense. Defensively, I feel like they're doing the same thing. I think they're playing man. I think they're playing cover three. I think that their defensive line is not that threatening in terms of their ability to beat guys one-on-one, even though, you know, you got, you know, big names like Leonard Williams, things like that. But, these guys are too gapping, and they're not getting a lot of pressure. They're more so standing up. They're going to give you time to throw the rock. So I think this is going to be a Cooper Rush-heavy game, And but I do think that we have a great opportunity to get a great running game against them. If you go back and watch their game against Carolina, because of their defensive line and their techniques and whether they just think that they're super strong weight room guys or whatever, but they're literally just locking on and then looking over this shoulder, looking over that shoulder, trying to push you back, trying to bull rush you, and there's there are a lot of gaps. There is a lot of room to run. So I'm looking forward to seeing Cooper Rush make – consistent great decisions and I'm looking forward to seeing Zeke have a Zeke-ish game. It's going to have to be exactly the same game plan as, as it was for week two as it was for week one albeit uh, although they got away from it in week one and they paid the penalty for doing so. Um, stuck with it in week two you saw what happened. This is the same situation as Isaiah said. If you're looking at the personnel versus the, uh, the personnel uh, if you look at the strengths versus the weaknesses 
Cooper Rush can can go in and win this game, but it's going to have to be a heavy dose of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. That's the stabilizing force. That's the driving force, to be more specific. And then you use that, uh, and that will then set up, say it with me, Isaiah, the play-action pass. Mm. And you play off of the play-action pass, and you take advantage of those underneath routes, which, which will then set up the deeper routes. And even better if you have, uh, if you do have Michael Gallup on the field, because the Giants' defense, they're granted, they understand he's coming off of injury as well, but you're going to have to respect the fact that Michael Gallup can go deep down the field and you just don't know if the Cowboys are or are not going to take a shot with him but the Cowboys and we would still like to see a shot taken with Kevontae Turpin they we saw Cooper Rush take a, a shot down the field uh, for, to CeeDee Lamb that's kind of sending the message and, and keep in mind ladies and gentlemen when you see certain plays in games offensive coordinators aren't simply sending a message to the defense that's on the field at the moment they're trying to put something on film for the next team that they're going to have to face. So what the Giants have now seen is that, hey, they didn't take many down shot field, fields, uh, shots down the field in week one, if any, but they started to do that in week two. Looks like they're probably going to do it in week three, and they might have Michael Gallup on the field. We really have to account for this. So now that defense has to defend it, defend the Cowboys vertically. In doing so, it inherently takes some of the pressure off of your offensive line because while you're having to worry about, you know, those big nose tackles and, and those effective edge rushers, you don't then also have to worry about an extra linebacker crashing in mm-hmm. and things of yeah. that nature because those linebackers going, are going to have to cover the second level. So play it straight up, man. Put put your personnel against their personnel and say, beat us. It's really weird. I know we're a little rapey in here, but – it's really weird as you look at these guys, and now obviously understand they haven't played the same caliber of teams that Dallas has played to date. But when you look at the defenses and what they've allowed, Dallas has allowed 360 yards passing. New York's allowed 395. Dallas has allowed uh, 180 yards per game. New York's allowed 197. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushing yards, Dallas has allowed 241. New York's allowed 239. Like, you want to talk about being similar? Like, I mean, this is damn near rinse and repeat now in terms of what they've allowed to date, regardless of their opponent. Sure. Well, that's the thing is I want to just point out the opponent. I mean, passing-wise, neither one of Tennessee nor yep. Carolina is going to light up the scoreboard. Yep. It's Baker Mayfield and it's Ryan Tannehill. They've never been pass-happy guys. Baker maybe sometimes in Cleveland, not so much in Carolina. Tennessee can run the football. They've got Derrick Henry. They've got King Henry. He can roll. But – he didn't roll against the Giants. He didn't play well against neither the Giants. Neither did c And neither did Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Both of those teams can run the football, and neither one of them had a t- whole lot of success. Yeah. So that's something to point out. So it, it, it's that's a two that's a double-edged yeah. sword. One side you're saying, oh, they didn't pay, play anybody from it's, a passing game, but they played two run-heavy teams, and they held them in check. I bring this up, right? And, Robert, you can hit on this. I bring yeah, this okay. up because a lot of people, it's easy to write these guys off because of what, what the Giants have been over recent years. This is a new Giants. This is a new Giants. And even though they haven't, like, all you can control is who pops up on your schedule. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I can't say, oh, Dallas, you play harder teams. Like, I, I'm not responsible for that. I'm responsible for who, who comes in our doggone building and whose building we go into. And this, the stats back it up. Their record backs it up. Some of the companies, some of the, if you were going to pick your top five running backs in the league, I'm pretty sure those two guys that you just mentioned would be, be in the conversation. In the conversation. Yep. So the fact that these guys are only allowing that much on rushing game, okay, yeah, some of these other teams didn't pass as much, but guess what? They're right there with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. As good as everybody is, as hype as everybody is about the Dallas Cowboys defense, these guys are just as effective. So I'm saying, Put some respect on it and don't overlook them because they are one of those teams that's just tiptoeing, right? They got some doggone Debo slides on right now and they're just mm-hmm. like, just keep forgetting about us. 
keep forgetting about it. So we'll just keep we'll just keep chipping away and doing what we do and staying at the top of the dog on stat line in the league. They've invested a lot on that side of the football. Ojalari, oh, yeah. who went to some school in Georgia, I'm sorry, McKinney, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Uh, Xavier McKinney, who went to a much better SEC program <coughs> in Alabama. Oh, the uh, ones that aren't champions. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, Thibodeau, who probably won't play, but uh, Leonard Williams. They've got guys on that side of the football that they've invested in, and it's starting to show up. It's building. But that's the point is hopefully you catch him a little early. Adoree Jackson's a former first-round pick Great who point. is basically taking away teams' top receivers right now. Mm-hmm. And C.D. Lamb's probably going to see a lot of him. So, yeah, they've got talent. I think, um, you know, I was reading something about – and PFF, again, PFF is kind of – it's it's what you want to make a PFF. But the, the undefeated teams, rankings-wise, they're at the bottom of the teams that are 2-0 and right now. Mm-hmm. But and, and they don't have personnel that just, like – it's yep. not Tampa where you're just like, oh my, you Big know, they names. got Pro Bowlers and Pro Bowlers, yep. but they have guys who can get the job done, and they have, they have a coaching staff that can. Isaiah reference scheme. They got guys who Brian, he did a hell of a job in Buffalo. Obviously, <laughs> yep. look at what Buffalo's Built doing Buffalo. this year. Um, and and Wink Martindale has, has been in Baltimore doing things really well for years. They, they've they've been scheme sound so far, and some of it's because they're a new team, and it's that yep. unscouted stuff that Mike McCarthy's talking about. But they don't beat themselves so far, and they're they seem comfortable winning rock fights if it needs to be a rock fight. And this might be one of those where I said it yesterday. I think it first to twenty might see it for a third straight game this season. Whoever gets to twenty might win this thing. Agreed. And but in, and here's what I want to stress: no one on this panel is, and I know Isaiah is not talking to us in this regard. No one on this panel is overlooking the New York Giants. They are, at least on paper and, hey, over the first two games, an improved New York Giants team over years past. Um, And it's also an NFC East rival. Yeah. These games tend to go down to the wire. These games can become back alley brawls. Um, But I want to kind of harken back to a point you made, Kyle. I love that you brought up Derrick Henry versus the uh, Giants' run defense. Let's, Let's touch base on that really quickly. Can we do it on the other side of the yeah, break? Yeah, we absolutely can. Because we're getting we kind can. of up on we the – Okay, when we come back, we'll hit on that. I've got a stat for Matt Farniok that isn't necessarily the greatest stat in the world for the second-year player out of Nebraska. And I want to talk about what the Cowboys can do from a ground game standpoint to get against the Giants when we come back after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. 
What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor. Talking Cowboys. All right. Through the first two weeks of the season, there are only, there are only five offensive linemen that have given up ten pressures. Five in the entire NFL through the first ten weeks or two weeks of the season. Matt Farniak sits at the top of the list. He has given up a dozen pressures through his first game and a half, if you really want to throw it out there. A lot of that came in week one, but some of it did come in week two as well. Gave up five hits, seven hurries. He leads the league in pressures allowed through the first two weeks of the season. So there's still growth to be had from Farniak. He was thrown into a spot early on, had to come in, play the majority of the game against Tampa Bay, and then now he's having to do so from a full-time standpoint. So keep that in mind. He was put in a tough situation. But, Patrick, you were making a point early on about trying to establish the run. Well, I want to make sure you can Absolutely. finish that up. So, so here's a little bit of science on the Giants, right? And mm. um, Derrick Henry, inarguably the best running back in the NFL. Uh, and I love that you mentioned that the Cowboys, excuse me, that the Giants were able to manage him. But I want everyone to understand they did not shut Derrick Henry down. Mm -hmm. Okay, He was still averaging almost four yards a carry. He still put up 82, 83 yards on the ground. Uh, The Bills shut down Derrick Henry. Right. So, you know, Derrick Henry had under 30 yards against the Bills, didn't have a 100 yard game against the Giants. So you have to wonder if that Tennessee Titans O-line is just not there. And we know it's not. Right. So that factors in. But look at the Giants run defense. We talk about keeping to your game plan of leaning on Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. There are several reasons why, but here's another reason, and this is specific to the Giants. They allowed 82 or 83 yards, about four yards a carry, to Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey gets 102 yards on the ground rushing against the New York Giants. That Giants defense will let you run the ball on them. That is the science of how to attack the New York Giants on Monday night. Yes, you will absolutely love it if Michael Gallup is back on the field. You you love it that Noah Brown is probably going to be an impact player again. CeeDee Lamb is there. Uh, We'll see if Jalen Tobey can come in and make any type of an instant impact, even if it's just one or two catches and one of those catches moves the chains, whatever the case may be. But it has the train has to go through Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Derrick Henry showed you that. And and in that game, Derrick Henry ran for only about 88 two yards and the Giants only won by one point. Right. So this is the type of situation. Christian McCaffrey goes for 102. The Giants were trailing in that game, had to kind of claw back and then barely won that game as well. Running the ball against them will yield production. It will also keep the game close. Yeah. And then as the game is close, then you look to Cooper Rush and you say, hey, 
that 5% that you gave me last week against the Cincinnati Bengals, can you give me that 5% again? And if Cooper Rush can, you win this game. You win this game. And it might be first to 20 or first to 21. Doesn't matter. Ugly win, pretty win. Just win, baby. That's okay. That's okay. If you don't have your starting quarterback, that's how you should expect to win games. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's, and that's, that's fine. It doesn't have to be pretty. Is that how they do it, though, is run the football, Rob? Yeah, Back I mean, to after it? your stats is maybe run behind Zach Martin. <laughs> well, that's, but, that's always but, my formula. Okay, I will but, say his now grade. Now you can go behind Tyler, man. PFF, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. PFF grade for, for Matt Farniok has been, uh, it's like 20 points higher for him as a run blocker than he is as a pass no, blocker. I will say, He though, had some good plays, and he, there was one play he and Tyler are, are pulling across the formation to the right side and freeing up Tony and Pollard. It worked out. Make, yeah, yeah, it was a heck of a play. Yeah, and I will say that that's – Partly because uh, his PFF grade for Matt Farniak is 22 for being a pass blocker, 22 out of 100. Uh, and then he's 44, I think, as a run blocker. So it's mm. not very high on either spectrum. But also, once again, PFF, take it with what you can. Uh, anything and to add there, Isaiah? Not at all, man. Not at all. <laughs> run the football. Run the run ball. The ball You're on record. We'll run be, the uh, you'll see it on Film Room. Uh, we'll hit on that. There's, there's opportunities yeah. there. Run the ball. Isaiah's all about these other plugs today. When's that dropping? That tomorrow. Drop tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. It'll, it'll it drop tomorrow. Okay. Final. This is this is a little Kyle science. Okay. A little Kyle. Okay. Science let's do it. To, to wrap up the science. show. Today. Let's do it. Ezekiel Elliott has now gone 14 straight games since his last 100-yard rushing performance. That's the longest drought of his career. But his last triple-digit came on the ground against the who? The New, New York, York Giants. Giants. In week five of last season, he carried the ball 21 Just times Kyle. for 110 yards and a touchdown. Since then, his best performances was 87 yards in the regular season finale and 69 yards against New England in week six. Both of those were big-time wins. Yep. Run the football with Ezekiel Elliott. Let him just continue to physical his way against this Giants defense, and maybe things will work out for the better. All right. What? Run it Tony Pollard, too. Yeah, I like that <laughs> yeah, one, too. Absolutely. A little change. How many all-purpose yards did he have last week? A lot. Oh, and, and, and <laughs> careful works. here, because though we don't know what's going to happen with Dalton Schultz just yet, uh, and the Cowboys don't have the giant killer in Blake Jarwin anymore, mm. um, you do have a playmaking tight end in Peyton Hendershot that might get a healthy number of snaps. Jake Ferguson can make a play here and there. So those two might be a situation where the Giants, because they don't really have any film on them, they don't really know how to scheme against them, uh, don't discount one or both of them making a big play down the field Hendershot. to impact this game. That's science. That is science. That is the science. Do it That's up, it Chris. For yes, here. science. Yeah. Here on Talking Cowboys, special thanks to our friends over at Black Rifle Coffee Company keeping us going every single morning. We'll be back tomorrow. Say it with your chest Friday. Get in your 100 push-ups, gentlemen. you got to get 100 push-ups in before <laughs> we get going tomorrow. I already did that. Oh, you got to do it again. All right. Chris Bean, <laughs> Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-